Well, hey there, everyone. This is Dave DeBoe with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. My guest today, all the way from Toronto, is a very experienced real estate entrepreneur. He's been in the business for over 10 years. He's got a variety of different things that he's involved in real estate-wise, long-term buy and hold, even starting to get into some development deals. So, Jose Jeffergy, welcome to the call. How are you doing today? Awesome. Uh, thanks for having me and uh, appreciate you uh, contacting me to uh, have you on your show. My pleasure. So, Jose, right now we're in the midst of the whole COVID thing, the lockdown, the quarantine. How is this affecting you real estate-wise? You know what? It's it, Nobody has a crystal ball on what's going to happen, but I think as a real estate investor, I have a long-term view of things. So, you know, in about a year or two years, especially, I think things will go back to normal. It's a short-term uncertainty that a lot of people are into, but overall, we're gonna all going to go past this. I agree. So tell us a little bit about your real estate investing strategy. What What's the main thing that you focus on these days? So I have a multifaceted approach to real estate investing, you know, taking into account income as well as wealth building. Mm-hmm. So um, I, uh, you know, in terms of income, my primary strategy is flipping properties. And we also do some wholesaling as well. So I have several projects going on all at once. Of course, with the with the whole COVID thing, we're a lot more cherry picking what we buy and we wholesale the rest. And then in terms of a long-term buy, uh, long-term wealth strategy, it's, uh, you know, we always use the bird strategy, which is to buy, renovate, rent, refinance. And we've done that with single family homes to multifamily apartment buildings. So currently working on a, I have a deal on the contract of a 13 unit apartment building. Very nice. So how do you see the whole COVID thing affecting your flipping business and the wholesaling business? Yeah, so we, we just have to be extra vigilant and, and you know, into account a little bit of buffer. When we're negotiating, we can use that as a leverage when we're sitting down with one-on-one with uh, home sellers. So these motivated sellers, you know, they're already in a predicament or they're going through a tough challenge. We were able to solve that problem very quickly. Obviously, right now, the real estate market is slower, so we uh, we're gonna step in to help them. But you know, we we gotta take into account extra percentage buffer in case the market does turn. So we're still gonna be okay. Yeah. So what I mean, nobody knows. But what are you kind of looking at as a buffer these days? For post COVID, what do you, you know, what do you look? I would at? say, you know, like at least extra three percent or so. We were three to five percent, ideally. We we want an extra discount. We use before, you know, like our example, our buying strategy is usually eighty percent of after repair value. So we always work our numbers backwards. So after repair value, subtract your renovation costs. But now we're going to try to do, you know, maybe around seventy-five percent maybe 77%, something like that. So even if there was a slowdown in the market, we would still have enough room if we were to sell it as a discount. We're going to have a, a much better product than the rest. So, but still, even considering that, we can still sell it as a discount and walk away with a good profit. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, you have to put in a little bit more of a buffer there. 
in case the market doesn't bounce back. So Jose, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you first got into real estate investing in the first place? Yeah, so I started working as an engineer in my corporate life. And after about eight years or so, you know, I, I knew I wasn't going anywhere. So I started looking for some other job opportunities. I also started looking into some network marketing. And eventually, you know, thinking about it long term, I also had a retail business. None of it really started to make sense. And I was left with real estate. I made the most money in real estate. It felt the most stable to me. So that's, that's you know, I went full-time into real estate about seven years ago. I never looked back since. Nice. nice. Very nice. So what was it that kind of sparked that initial interest in real estate? You know, so many people say they read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or they had a friend or family member who was Yes. Rich. You know what? I I wish I had a more creative answer, but that was exactly what it is. It was my... so. My dad was a businessman and my uncle was a businessman as well. And they both had a great influence on me. So I knew that I wanted to be my own boss. The only thing that really changed was after reading Rich Dad Poor Dad and specifically the cash flow quadrant, I knew that I, I had to have a business and I had to invest in something in order for me to leave my corporate world. And that's exactly how I ended up in real estate. All right. So... Jose, you come from a, an engineering background. I imagine you're a very analytical kind of guy, probably pretty good with the numbers, crunching the numbers and, and all that kind of stuff. In addition to that, what would you say is, as Kiyosaki would call it, what do you think is your unfair advantage when it comes to real estate investing? You know what? Um, my wife and I are both uh, like business partners as well. And she always tells me that, I'm the more of the visionary guy mm -hmm. and I'm not the operational guy. And so we have a good working relationship in terms of I, I'm the one that makes the strategic decisions. You know, I have the vision for the future, but she's the one that deals with, like, for example, we have in-house property management as well. So she does more of the operational side. Nice. Uh, you know, you got a good setup there, my friend. She has yeah. the tenants and toilets. Yeah, <laughs> big, big picture. Way exactly. So your wife is your unfair advantage. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Absolutely. <laughs> Couldn't agree there more. Yeah, very nice. Excellent. Yeah. So Jose, what about financing your deals? I mean, if you're doing flips, that's a very capital intensive process. Burrs are very capital intensive processes. If you're buying properties anywhere near Toronto, just buying a property is a capital-intensive process. Yep. What do you do when it comes to capital? you guys self-finance everything, or do you work with investors as well? Yeah, we definitely work with investors. We typically don't do like a lot of joint venture types of structures. We're more of a, you know, we use private capital and give investors a fixed return. Some of the deals we do, which are more longer-term, like multifamily, we will give them a you know a smaller percentage and then a, a bonus when we refinance. Mm -hmm. For flips, it's strictly private capital, giving people fixed return. And so far, that has been an absolute great strategy for us. Has worked really well. So, so pretty so much all of our portfolio with, with private capital. What what does that mean? So yeah, just a straight return is what we provide to our investors. 
So a straight fixed return is what we give to our investors. So we have very few deals where we have equity partners. It's all just, I guess, call it debt partners. Okay. So you bring on an investor and let's say they put in $100,000 and you offer them X percent return. Correct. On yes. Correct. For, for a certain Correct. amount of time. Yeah. So typically, especially for flips, probably short-term type loans. Are you looking at exactly six, yes. six yeah. months kind of thing? Is that typically? That's right. Okay. That's right. Um, and most people, you know, they end up reinvesting that money and they get, it's always a passive investment form. So they get monthly payments from us. They know exactly what they're going to get. There's no surprises. So it just keeps it a lot cleaner and we find it, you know, it's worked well for us so nice. far. So for people out here, you know, we got a lot of real estate investors kind of getting started or they're at the point where they've self-financed their first few properties. Now they've run out of capital to buy more. How did you get started when it comes to finding investors and raising capital? The best way is to start off with friends and family, mm-hmm. you know, the safest um, way too. <laughs> safest way as well. And of course you want to have a successful track record before that. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to convince them. However, you know, and then you can start moving into their friends and family. Like, for example, you know, a lot of people have a lot of home equity that is untapped. So we provide them with a much like double the return that they're getting from their HELOC. And so it's home equity really, line of credit. Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people, we use their home equity line of credit, give them a much better return than what their, their carrying charges are. So it's a win-win situation and it's really um, untapped equity that they're not utilizing. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. So when you're working with those kind of partners, what do you typically offer them for security or collateral? So it depends on the deal. We have structures like just a straight promissory notes. Mm-hmm. With other deals we have, they're putting a first mortgage on the property. And then sometimes we have second mortgages as well. So that's their collateral. Yeah, that makes sense. So you say it's, yeah, it's, it's a good idea to reach out, start with your, what I call your inner circle of friends and family members. Once you got a bit of a track record, once you've got a few investors under your belt and they're happy with how things are going, then you can expand that by getting testimonials and referrals, which is what it sounds like you're doing, correct? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. very, very smart. So you've got a combination. It's interesting. You've got a, a strategies that focus on creating chunks of cash and cash flow for today through doing flips and through doing wholesale deals. And then you also have a portfolio of long-term buy and hold properties so that you can be building up your net worth over time. Did you start off that way or, or what did you start off with, first of all? Yeah, we started off because my wife and I were both employed. So we focused firstly on wealth creation. So we used to buy, you know, buy and hold strategy, long-term rentals, pretty much every single project that I've ever bought or worked on has been, you know, a sort of a sweat equity move. So we always did some renovations to it. We always improved the property and we were able to, uh, you know, basically that use the birth strategy, which is buy, renovate, rent and refinance and repeat the process over and over again. So we, we've done that, you know, over 50 times now. And, and, you know, so we're able to recycle that capital 
and move on to the next deal. Smart. But the other strategies are just to add to that we are, you know, we started getting into some smaller residential development projects as well. So we have some new builds that were supposed to start about a month ago because of COVID. It's going to be some delays there. And then we have another subdivision development project as well, which is approximately two years away. That's going to create extra income for us. And we'll probably put that back into a multifamily deal. Smart. Well, Jose, congratulations on all that you've accomplished and all that you and your wife, your competitive advantage are are doing. Yes, Uh, absolutely. (laughs) If people want to find out more about you and what you're up to, what's the best way for them to find out? Yeah, so I have my my blog and investor website. I used to do a lot of blogging and videos on there, which is Savvy, S-A-V-V-Y, realestateinvestor.com. And can also reach me on the other website, which is my kind of my corporate website, is savvyrealestate.ca. Perfect. Jose, thank you very much for being on the podcast. Hey, I appreciate you, Dave, for having me on the show and hope you all passed this COVID thing very, very quickly. Likewise. All the best to you and yours. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and stay tuned for our next episode. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, thanks very much for checking out the Property Profits podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. We very, very much appreciate it. And if you're looking to create a regular flow of inbound investor inquiries about your real estate deals, then I invite you to attend one of my upcoming live online demonstrations. And you can check that out at Investor Attraction Demo. Dot com. Take care.